Hello. How are you today? I am fantastic. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. No problem. It's my pleasure. Okay, I'm going to do the intro really quickly, and then we're going to get started. Sounds good. Welcome to the Cast of Chaos, featuring your boy, the Sephiroth of South Central, the Black Chris Jericho, Rob Zombie's illegitimate stepbrother, Ozzy Osbourne and Will Smith's love child, OKA the Fresh Prince of Darkness, Kelvin Chaos. And I have on the show with me today, please state your name. Hi, my name is Rain, and I work with Bling Out Your Dead. Ooh, that sounds spooky. Yeah, <laughs> I like to keep it a little spooky, a little funky. So that's the whole the whole setup right there. Yeah, so I saw I saw you. I mean, I, I am con- constantly looking for people of the spooky global majority. So when I say global majority instead of POC, because I do not like the term POC. Okay. I also don't like the term minority. It, it insinuates that there are less of us than there are Caucasian people in the world, which would be incorrect. So I say global majority. You know, that's my first time hearing that take on it. And I've never thought about it like that. Um, It definitely makes a lot of sense. I may kind of rework some of my wording. Yeah, (laughs) right? Right? Yeah, when somebody says, yeah, we're we're minorities. I was like, "Uh, wrong. That's not true. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, how would we be minorities if we outnumber Mm -hmm. you? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So... That's why I use the term global majority. It means the rest of us, basically. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, so I saw your page and I was like, whoa, this is really interesting. So it was a cool kind of look on taxidermy. Usually when I think of a taxidermist, I think of a crotchety old white guy. Yes. In Tennessee, that you know, with a bunch of like bears heads or something, or deer heads on his wall. And and I see, you know, you're bling out your dead miss. I know you were uh, the resining before, mm-hmm. uh, but um, but then you said bling out your dead, and I was like, yo, that's so cool, <laughs> bling me out with some dead shit. You know? <laughs> so, tell me how you got the idea. What inspired this? Um, so quite honestly, my I guess it started in high school biology. Um, I had one of those, well, I grew up in an inner city school district, so it didn't really seem like the money would be there for us to do those kind of biology products where you're going to, you know, cut up frogs. And when you watch this, watch your high school experience on TV, you always see that that's going to be coming somewhere in science. Luckily, Mm -hmm. I had those amazing biology teachers that really went above and beyond and spent their own personal money to get these little animals for us to, you know, learn about the human body through. Um, And so I was the only one in class that was like, hell yeah, let's cut open this worm. Let's cut open this sheep's eye. It's really. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just, I, that kind of stuck with me. I'm 26 now. And I started collecting bones again 
maybe a couple years ago. And after I started collecting bones, I was like, what am I going to do with these? They're just sitting around my house. Let's throw them in some resin and try to create jewelry. And once I started doing that, people liked the idea. I was able to find more people that kind of had the same weird interests. And Mm -hmm. it just took off from there. That's so cool. It's so great when you get to find your path. I had a similar experience in high school. I went to an art high school. And my teachers were the, the exact same way. They would, you know, pay out of their own pocket for us to do, you know, like all these cool things. We did like a chalk art festival where we painted the whole school in chalk. Mm-hmm. Um, we did ceramics. I designed the website for my school. And currently I have like a couple of ventures that really promote creativity for children. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like my main thing is like I teach a lot and then I perform a lot. But it was definitely due to my high school. Shout out to Mr. Or Haftig and Miss Marlowe and all those people for keeping our dreams alive. Yes, art is so, so important. Absolutely. So um, my next thing is, my next question is, so I know a lot of people, a lot of people love animals more than people, mm-hmm. especially kind of on the, um, and the alternative side of things. Do you come to, with a lot of pushback? Has there been, you know, some people who have been like, I don't like what your business is about or anything like that? Um, Initially, people, I would say, were pretty wary. And that was something that I was really scared to even encounter when I first started going out to events and things. I really figured that was coming. But quite honestly, I get a lot more positivity than I've ever gotten negativity. Um, Some of my pieces are a little they push the boundary of being possibly blasphemous or um, some of them have depictions of Jesus as a frog, something like that. Um, Yeah. I saw that one. (laughs) Yes. Um, Those are the ones that I usually get the most pushback from because I live in a pretty conservative town. But once I explain my feeling and why I decided to make that frog into a Jesus, people usually come around. Wow. Well, can't. why would you make a frog into a Jesus? Just for my own personal. <laughs> I was like, I would like to know. <laughs> so um, that particular piece, I call it the Jesus of Suburbia. Um, and I kind of see it. I don't oh, Jesus of Suburbia. Yes, yes. Green Day. Shout out Billy Joe. <laughs> I, um, I saw it as like a kind of self-portrait portrait. Excuse me, my words are all over the place this morning. Um, All good. So when I did that, I was listening to Jesus of Suburbia a lot, obviously. But um, I've been listening to that same song since middle school. And um, a lot of things happened to me in my adolescence that kind of shaped the person that I am today. Um, I have bipolar disorder and I have been sick for as long as I can remember. And so um, the Jesus of Burbia, a couple of the major points in that piece are cigarettes and self-harm. Um, and then just being nailed up on the cross, um, one of my symptoms is being a people pleaser because I have PTSD as well. And so mm-hmm. um, Jesus was a martyr. He he did whatever he could for other people at risk of himself and i saw myself like that when i was younger 
Wow, that was see you with another insightful take. Have you gotten a chance to listen to some of our other episodes? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, we talk about that a lot, like the deconditioning of, you know, some of the trauma Mm -hmm. that a lot of us have experienced from growing up in the inner city, just in general, you know, so um, that's important. And, and I've had, I've had a couple of guests on now that have had um, bipolar disorder. Tell me, how do you deal when, I mean, because you got to do this for, is this your only job? Is this your career? Yes, the only other even close to job I have is I'm a stay-at-home mother. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, t- tell us about all of that. Tell us how you have how you deal with your bipolar disorder. How do you overcome that and continue to put out these products? Or is that a form of therapy for you? Definitely, it started as a form of therapy. Um, what you may have noticed is on my Instagram there was a lapse in time where I wasn't really creating or putting anything out there um towards the end of last year you are very perceptive i do pick up on all these things (laughs) um anyone that i'm interviewing i do a lot of market research like what is going on with this person and that like that is actually what gave me the confidence to come on your podcast because i knew that you would kind of look into that and already have the questions rolling um because another one of my symptoms is social anxiety so this is like the perfect podcast setup (laughs) oh that's wonderful you know i i did this i don't have social anxiety Mm -hmm. i was always um i i i'm strange in the in that i have a lot of characteristics like an introvert and like an extrovert Mm -hmm. but i identify more with introvert people like I almost never like being around extrovert people, but I am very comfortable around them. Okay. So when I'm interacting with people like more than introverts, those are like my people and they always feel very comfortable talking to me. And then, you know, they'll be around other, you know, extrovert people like, oh, that person never talks. I'm like, they talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I try to really give people, you know, that don't get to speak a lot because a lot of times there's so many people talking and being loud mm-hmm. and they don't they just don't ask you I think that every that there is no extrovert introvert I think it's just that some people are alpha and some people aren't Mm -hmm. and especially if you have been a people pleaser in the past you're kind of always going to let the the more aggressive people take control because you're like I don't want to deal with it very true very true it's a lot easier to be indecisive sometimes Yeah, so I've I've tried to be like, you know what, guys? Like, what if you gave the opportunity to all these introvert people? They they have a lot of great ideas. They just I just feel like we're always um, putting them aside. Like, no, we don't want to hear it because they don't stand up or immediately rush in. Like, hey, this is the thing. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna ask those people and let them talk and just let them talk about themselves, and you'll be surprised. A lot of people come on here and talk a lot about themselves. So, um, and so your, how old is your, is your son or a daughter? Um, I have a daughter. She is five years old. She just turned five in February or yeah, uh, the beginning of February. February what? Well, her birthday is January 26th, but we celebrated at the very beginning of February this year. Oh, that's awesome for Black History Month now. Exactly. (laughs) Black History in the making. Oh, beautiful. Oh man. Okay. So now this is my, this is one of my favorite questions. 
if you had unlimited funds, where do you see Bling Out Your Dead going? Like, do, can you see it in a store or having its own store or being like a traveling roadshow kind of thing? Like, what is your ultimate dream for this project? So ideally, um, I would be traveling, um, going from like fair Renaissance Fair to Renaissance Fair. That is my ultimate dream to be a Renaissance carny. Um, wow, that's <laughs> very specific. I just I went to my first rent fair like maybe five years ago, and I instantly fell in love with the whole scene, the whole culture. So, um, what we plan to do is next year, there's a couple of rent fairs in Southern California that allow people to like kind of play the um, role of just traveling vendors at the rent fair. So um, that's definitely on our, our sites for next year. Um, and pretty much, um, I guess the ultimate end goal would be a place where I would be able to go from school to school as well. Um, not only talking about what I do with animal byproducts, but also discussing mental health and wellness within adolescents. Um, I think a lot of kids, especially kids in the inner city, don't know how to deal with their emotions. They don't know how to cope healthily. Um, and so I would really want to run like art workshops, even if they don't want to use the mediums I'm using just to give them I don't know, something to look forward to at the end of the day, rather than just going home where for a lot of kids in, that do grow up in impoverished, they um, go home and there's no one there. And that leaves them time yeah. to do other crazy stuff that they don't need to be doing. Get into all kinds of, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> silliness. Yeah, so. That is such a wonderful, wonderful dream. Um, yeah, I have something similar. That's, I was like, well, maybe we should trade ideas because that's, that's what I felt about music. I grew up in, you know, like in an inner city area and I had a music teacher, but after I was done taking those lessons, I couldn't afford lessons. So I literally taught myself how to play the instruments that I knew how to play. Oh. And I always thought, yeah, I thought, man, it would be really, and well, I ended up getting a scholarship after years and years of self-teaching. But I've always thought if I would have had an opportunity from the beginning, I'd probably be a lot better. So I thought if I, you know, go out into these schools and put together a program, sometimes I do it for free. Most times I'll do it for free. If I have the time, then I'll just, you know, come up there, do a little concert and, you know, teach the kids a little um, music information. Because I think that is just important for kids to know, like, not all of us are going to be athletes. Not all of us are going to be you know, super brainiac math kids. So there's always something else for us to do. And I think it's very important that we, like you said, emphasize that there are other things for us to do to stay out of trouble or to just develop a passion. Like who thought you would have developed a passion for, you know, taxidermy? <laughs> um, oddly enough, my old classmates. <laughs> I, <laughs> they recently, it. I recently ran into like one of the, well, actually a couple of like the cool kids from my high school um, at a friend's 
child's birthday party I didn't even know they were going to be there and we got talking to you know what's been going on in the past few years blah 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 and when I mentioned I make jewelry out of taxidermy they were like oh yeah that makes sense I see it I see it (laughs) (laughs) okay I have another question if are there any people that you could you would like to collaborate with like is there a person that you feel like man, I would really love to work with this person or if this person could um, maybe wear one of my pieces or like design a piece for a particular person or a particular group or organization. Is there any type of collaboration that you would want to do? So actually, that's a really good question because I haven't thought too much into that. Um, I think overall, just anybody that wants to collaborate with me, I love I love seeing different artists' perspective on the idea that's in my head. And I love when people give me the creative license to twerk, uh, twerk, (laughs) to tweet. (laughs) I mean, we can do that too, but (laughs) Um, I love when people give me the creative license to tweak something that they've already had in their head. Um, And I think some of the best art is found when you, have two people with differing ideas come together so um on the broad side just anyone on the like short big dream side I would love to do like a stop motion video for the band The Used with my products yeah (laughs) put that out into the world seriously Bert McCracken if you ever hear this hit your girl up I've loved you forever (laughs) That would be awesome. All right. And okay. Now, are you incorporated? Did you um, file out all the, the, the paperwork that, that has your business like all together? Or are you doing this like as a passion project right now? So initially when I started, that was the big idea in my head. But um, as I stated before, with that little gap, it had me kind of take a step back and set more realistic goals and deadlines for this project so right now it is just something that I'm passionate about um mainly just putting it out there to the world and anybody that wants something come get it um but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I think maybe eventually it could be something that I go ahead and incorporate and get uh, my licensing for but as of right now I'm just trying to take it slow and be gentle on myself so I don't burn out that's very important so that was my next quick my next segue was do you have any advice for anybody that's that may be interested in doing what you're doing or like how you're doing it like I know you're like you said you're raising a five-year-old um you're a stay-at-home mom there's a lot of people out there that are in your same exact situation that are like, I can't do blah, blah, you know? And I'm like, and especially, you know, with the, with the, with your bipolar disorder, do you have any advice for people out there that are wanting to do the same thing or something similar? Um, my advice for anyone that is struggling with mental health is be easy on yourself. Um, well, one of my mottos in life comes from a Fall Out Boy song. Sorry, I'm, a, I'm stuck in my emo phase, so I'm going to continue to reference. Don't be sorry. <laughs> I'm stuck in a 
gothic metal phase so i'm like <laughs> right there with you i'm like death destruction all the time and i'm like hey what's up my name's kelvin nice to meet you you know <laughs> um be so like that <laughs> um but uh yeah so my motto in life is the best way to make it with hearts and wrists intact is to realize that two out of three ain't bad shout out all my boy um this pretty much what that means to me is if you want to make it through the day without feeling horrible about yourself you will look at the good things that you did that day for example if you can't get up out of your bed to clean the house at least you got up out of your bed to go use the bathroom that's something because some people can't even find the will to do that if you took a shower today good on you if you got up and worked on the art that you're interested in, even though that's not something that is typically on those like lists, those boxes to check when you're an adult, that is something that you would, were not able to do yesterday. So you need to love yourself for it. Um, and then as far as being a mother goes, because when you are a stay-at-home mom, it's easy to become wrapped up in just being a stay-at-home mom. You lose yourself. Remember that taking care of yourself, your mental health, finding time and things that are just for you is so important. It makes you a better parent. It makes you a better wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend. It makes you a better person if you have these things for just you and you should not feel guilty about them. Wow, that was so beautiful. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That is my last question. Okay. Um, if you could go to any concert, or or actually, this this is usually a question I reserve for, for musicians, but you already dropped a couple of musical references, so I feel like you would really appreciate this question. Um, if you could see, like, a, if you could put together a super group with, like, you know, your favorite, some of your favorite musicians, what would it, or even like a playlist? Maybe, yeah, maybe let's just do a. Pl- no, I'm gonna give you the super group. <laughs> what, what super group would you put together? Oh, who would be in it? Hmm. So, hmm, that one's a hard one because generally I'd say I want Johnny Craig on vocals, but then I know the band's not gonna last long. The- <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is all hypothetical. Yeah, true, you know? true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would definitely say Johnny Craig's vocals. I love his tone and texture. Um, I would have Vic Fuentes from Pierce the Bell writing the songs. Actually, they would be the whole backing band. And I believe there's a band like this be- like already where Johnny Craig and Vic <laughs> Fuentes play together. Um, so uh, that might be where I'm getting this from, but it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, Rain? It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, tell everybody uh, all your socials about how they can find you, how they can order you, uh, order with you. Also, um, oh, this was a question that I had. Could you bring your own pieces for instance if you had a you know an animal that recently passed away like maybe a gerbil or something could i send that to you 
<laughs> and you do something with it? That was a weird question, but I really wanted to know. Yeah, no, actually that and um, that's like one of the most popular questions I get when I do go to um, events. Yes, I definitely do take commissions um, and the unfortunate passing of your little furry friend. I take anything that's about that's like smaller than a cat um, and I can mount it in any way that the customer would like. Um, you can see examples of this on my social media. My Instagram is bling out your dead. That's bling underscore out underscore your underscore dead. Um, and then I- wait, is it your you you are yes not y o u r yes. Thank you for catching that for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then I'll- I was like, well, I'm going to link it in the in the description anyway, mm-hmm. but I just want to, if, if sometimes there are people are lazy and they don't look, so I wanted to make <laughs> sure. Um, and then on, in, on Facebook, I haven't been able to actually change the name on that yet. Um, I'm going to pop. Oh, it takes like a month. You can't change it within two. That happened to me recently as well. Okay. So eventually it will be bling out your dead right now. It is the resonating still. Okay. And you have an email. And also, this is the last, this is actually the last question. I was just kidding before. Um, what are the price ranges? Like, what is, what, what is the least I can spend? And what is the most I can spend? Like, if I was getting the premium package versus if I was getting the cheapest thing. So, um, I can be contact reached through DM. I forgot to mention that. Um, with I would say the cheapest thing you could purchase is going to be around $5, but we do a lot of giveaways um, and like little contests and things like that. So you have the opportunity to win if you can't afford. Um, and then at the most expensive, you're probably going to be spending around two, $300, but that would be for a mounted commission. So if you were to bring your own animal and I stuffed it for you, that's that's the price range you're looking at for that. That's so cool. Man. Thank you so much. Again, I was really excited to to interview you. I was like, what? A taxidermy specialist? Black owned? Hell yeah. Sign me up for this shit. So I'm excited. Do you have any questions for me? Um, I would say, well, what? I know you talk to a lot of people about their experiences with being alt and um, black. So mm-hmm. for you, what made well what made you feel the need to make an all like network for us? That yeah, that's a great question because um I've always been like this and honestly I don't really have a lot I don't have the same experience as being rejected as mm-hmm. a lot of people do. Like I did as a kid, but I've always been a very charming guy. So um and I'm and I'm pretty funny. So I don't receive the same type of like, um, and I, and I'm like my face, I don't have a lot of tattoos. There's a lot of things that are going on with me where I just don't experience the same type of get the fuck out of here. Like I do, but not in the same way. And all, but all my friends are looking like me, you know, and all my friends are saying like, I have, you know, a lot of negative experiences and I'd be like, Oh no, dude. Well, I will introduce you to these people. I will put you in a situation where you can be successful because you know me. Mm -hmm. 
and everyone expects me to be weird or they expect all my friends to be weird. So I've not had, you know, the same type of like, again, I've, I've been bullied, but it's not like it just really didn't affect me the same, I guess. I mean, I had a phase where I was very angry and angsty and all that, you know, for a very long time. And I did, you know, some therapy to get through that. But since then, which I want to say it was like six or seven years ago. I've just had a lot of positive experiences in these communities on both sides. I've had some, like I said, some negative on both sides as well, but for the overall, it's been very positive. And I've wanted to really kind of shine the light on everything that, you know, people like us are doing because a lot of us are doing so many different things. You know, like um, I've had people that own, you know, sex shops. I've had people that, that are sex workers. I've had people that, I've had all kinds of, you know, people on that when I have showed them to, you know, my more mainstream friends, they're kind of like, what? I didn't know people did this. I didn't know all this was out here. And I'm like, yeah, this is out here. It's just that a lot of you guys are shunning us because we're not into Jesus Mm -hmm. or we're not, you know, um, watching football every Sunday or, you know, we don't all like, you know, listen to Jay-Z's new album when it comes out or whatever. You know, a lot of us do a lot of things. And instead of, um, you know, what I've always felt was instead of the global majority, you know, fighting with each other, we fight each other so much. Yeah. You know, and why don't we band together? If we were to band together, that would be the deal. (laughs) You know, like if we were if we were um, spending money on each other and on our own communities and stuff like that, buying all these things from each other, then we all end up, you know, building up our our own capital and creating a network that is not based on like, oh, you want to be white. Yes. Or something, you know, because I was like, all that stuff is dumb. Like, none of us want to be white, number one. None of us, none of us can be. It's not ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> while y'all are te- like, oh, y'all want to be white, it's not true. We, we just want to be accepted mm-hmm. because we like shit. Like, everybody likes something white. You know, yeah. like you could say, like, we like white music. It's like if you're watching movies on TV, the cast is majority white. If you're watching Netflix, the cast is majority white. That is the problem is that we are allowing that infighting to happen and we're not letting, you know, more creativity flow through, you know, like what if we had more sci-fi movies with black people in them where not the movies are about slavery. Like I just saw another Janelle Monet movie about slavery again mm-hmm. i'm like i'm over this shit you know yeah. i'm so over this it would be great if we saw more movies about a taxidermist that was a killer or something yeah yes you know like just anything like because we're not our heritage only we are human beings and we live here and we experience life just like everyone else does and so the goal is to show everyone that we're just humans. We're not our skin color. You know, we're not our heritage. We're not, you know, just these people from the hood that got to act like people from the hood. Like we're, we are multifaceted beings. And that is the point of this podcast. That's the point of the whole page is to show that we are multifaceted and the power is there. And even a lot of our trauma and, low self-esteem comes from not being ourselves, you know, not living on our full truth. I, I think that a lot of the 
mental issues that we have is trying to be out of our outside of ourselves when we are comfortable here you know i'm comfortable being spooky i'm like i'm not depressed when i'm listening to loud angry music it makes me happy you know Dang, that's what i'm at my <laughs> yeah exactly like i i listen to evisceration playing sometimes five times in a day by cannibal corpse and i'm like hell yeah this song gives me hype as shit you know, and I'll play it for somebody and they're like, this is devil music. I'm like, devil music is when you say I shot 10 of my homies on the block for Jesus. Exactly. That's literally the antithesis of what you're saying. <laughs> you know, so it's like, just get a, start a conversation, you know, like, let's not be on opposite sides, like there and them, they're over there, we're over here. I'm like, let's all get together and accept each other. Like, yeah, we don't do the same shit. We don't believe the same shit. But we are, are all connected. We all do have this, you know, overwhelming swag. Like when you're in a room full of black people, you know, and, and nobody's mentioning what you look like, it definitely feels like home to me. Yes. More so than when I'm in a room full of white people. I never feel safe in a room full of white people. I always feel like, oh, God, if something happens, they're going to blame that shit on me. And I'm going to jail. <laughs> that is the biggest fear. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be in a room full of fucking white people, I never want to do that. Like, it, when it happens, I'm like, oh, shit. You know? Mm -hmm. And even at concerts, like, I love, to, I love a lot of music with a lot of white people in it, but I still don't really like being the only black dude in the audience. I don't like being mm -hmm. the only black dude in the pit. It's scary. Mm -hmm, because if somebody gets hit in the mouth, who are they going to look at? The black dude in the pit. <laughs> Or not only that, I've heard a lot of dudes have gone at me because I'm the only black dude in the pit. They're like, I whooped a black dude's ass. I'm like, I weigh 100 pounds less than you. We're not fucking superheroes. Like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Damn. You know? Yeah. So that's where I'm like, hey, look, like, what if we were moshing at our own shows, but it was like twerk moshing or some mm -hmm. shit, you know, or like something that has never been seen before, but it has been, you know, because Parliament was doing stuff like this, like yeah. funky rock and roll and, you know, really talking about their feelings and emotions and in the 70s, you know, during the movies and stuff like that, all the black exploitation movies had had different characters there was a guy that talked real proper mm -hmm. you know and then there was a guy that was real hood but still very articulate and then there was you know like the pastor character then there was the scientist and it was just black people being black because you're already black you don't have to prove that shit exactly you know like i don't have to talk a particular way for you to know if i'm black or not you're looking at me. I didn't even make this shit up in the first place. I don't even believe in the race in, in general. You know, it's like this was given to me when I got here. I got on Earth and they're like, hey, you're black. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know, you know. So I'm like, why we have these designations and we're still, well, you're not black enough. What the fuck is the criteria? Who is judging? You know who is the the end all be all of what blackness is? I thought that shit was dumb, and I and I know every other group experiences something similar. So I was like, well, fuck all that. We're gonna band together, and we're gonna show you that there is this shit isn't real. You know, the only thing that's real is camaraderie, human beingness, love, all of that stuff is real. So, and I'm off my my soapbox. Thank you for asking me that question. <laughs> 
no problem nope very passionate on that subject you know and I love that passion because that passion is what drove you here and somehow I got into that same lane and we're we're driving along (laughs) hey (laughs) (laughs) all right rain I so appreciate you for coming on the show text me your um or message me your links again so I can put them in the description and I will let you know when the episode drops. Awesome. Thank you. And I'm, I am going to request some information from you as well so I can send you over a necklace just as a thank you for having me on. What? Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy. I'm going to get blinged out. <laughs> Deadly blinged out. Sick. Thank you. Nope. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the cast of chaos. I'll chat at y'all later.